Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, this is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning. And you are with Lyle and... Mon! Good morning, Lyle! Morning, Mon! How are you this morning? Yeah, not half bad. How are you? I'm amazing this morning. Incredible. Are you sure? Fantastic. Because I'm pretty sure you didn't sleep that well and I'm not sleeping in a tin bus. Yes, well... Isn't that odd? You go camping and then you get used to your camping and then you can't sleep when you get back to your house. My nice big bed, I kept sort of rolling over and like, am I in this bed by myself? Is there nobody on? Because my bed's kind of narrow in the truck. Our bed, I should say. Yeah, it was a really cool bed. Why is there no one else in my bed? Anyway. Yeah. Um, Of course, there was somebody else in my bed. My wife was there just a little bit further away. Now that you have a bigger bed. But yeah, we've just got back from uh, Big Camp up at Stewart's Point. We had a wonderful time up there. Can't wait for next year already. Really looking forward to that. Uh, we are back here in Newcastle where we're broadcasting from. And of course, just FYI, this is the delayed broadcast introduction. If you would like to listen to the live show, it is super easy. All you've got to do is download the TuneIn app. We tell you this often. Download the TuneIn app. Uh, search for Faith FM Australia and add us to your favorites. You can jump on the website, which is faithfm.com.au. Uh, you could even, best of all, just give us a call and pester us to get the live show to your area. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number, 1-800-324-843. And, of course, coming up in today's show, we're going to talk about Sri Lanka and some of the government's reaction uh, with religious laws over there coming into effect in relationship to the security threat caused by the bombings in Sri Lanka. Along with, of course, the shooting in uh, synagogue in San Diego, synagogue in San Diego, and one of the reasons as to why there may have been more survivors from this particular shooting than other attacks on places of worship. We're also going to be talking about the T-shirt I'm wearing. And my best yes. friend, and another challenge that oh, I'm doing. Oh, somebody gets so dobbed in this morning. <laughs> I think I just I talk uh, myself out of a birthday present for next year's birthday. That's what happens. That's exactly show. what Mon does live on air. She loses out live on air. Mon is going God. to lose out on getting a birthday present next year. So you got to stay tuned for that. It's going to be amazing. I think I, I wish I was losing out on drinking my jellyfish juice. Um, <laughs> Okay, so Mon is not drinking squished up jellyfish. She is drinking a drink that is purely plant based Mm -hmm. but smells like a river mouth. Yeah, it smells like I'm. At low tide. It tastes like I'm licking a jellyfish. It's really gross. I have this juice. Have you ever licked a jellyfish? No, but it's what you imagine it would be like. It's it's got like spirulina and wheatgrass and and barley grass and you know, alfalfa. I think maybe you should lick a jellyfish one time and tell us whether they taste the same. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned for all that goodness coming right up after this.
ways in need of rope Hanging on by the last threads of our hope In a house, a mirror full of smoke Confusing illusions I've seen Where did I go wrong? I sang along to every chorus of the song That the devil wrote like a piper at the gate Leading by some men down to their fate Some will courageously escape The seductive voice with the heart of faith Where well, walk the line back home There's so much more to life than we've been told It's full of beauty that will unfold And shine like you struck gold my wayward son The dead weight burden weighs a ton I'll go down to the river and let it run Wash away all the things you've done Forgiveness, alright Back on us, 
You're listening to Josh Garrels with Further Along here on Faith FM and we have a clue to kick off the week with for our quiz. What have you got for us there, Mon? Oh, sorry. I'm just trying to get this green juice down. It tastes like I'm licking a jellyfish. It's really disgusting. <laughs> well, you will drink these things. <laughs> okay. This morning, we have a really great prize for the quiz. Sorry, I'm just so distracted by this jellyfish I'm licking. Okay. The prize is... I'm I so excited. I think I, need, I think I need to post this on Instagram. I think I need to... Um, jellyfish yes. drink. Yeah, I think you do too. So, by the way, everyone, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking about a lot of things that I'm grateful for this morning. And one of the things that I'm super grateful for this morning is the fact that today I got to come into the office and we had so many new prize boxes because over camp, Lyle and I went to the uh, Better Books and Food Store and we stocked up on prizes. So many prizes, it was filling three boxes. And I looked at that and I said, you know what, this can't survive in our office because, you know, our books and our CDs, they often get like almost tumble dried in our prize boxes. And I actually had to take two prizes out that were so messed up from going round and round and around the prize box that actually looked secondhand. So I had to yep. stick them in the donation box. I took box. Two, two of them out um, during the week last yeah, week. Yeah, so we lost a Bible and a cookbook this morning. Um, so I thought, you know what, enough with the box. And so I took everything out out of and the three boxes. And I line them we up along the wall. Yeah. So you Instead can, of a box, we have a floor. It looks great. Line them up along the wall. Uh, spines to the ceiling so you actually read what they are. They look phenomenal. You can really see what we have there all in one big look. It's Maybe great. Maybe we should take a photo and post it I'm up. I'm going to. That's the plan, Stan. And uh, this morning, out of our big lineup of prizes, I have picked The Breakfast Book by Sue Rad, which is so fitting because it's the breakfast show and we are eating breakfast and we're giving away Mon The Breakfast eating- Book. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's breakfast or whether it's just mud. Well, the, I have a bowl of cereal next to the cup of jelly uh, jellyfish juice. Um, okay, so that by the way, if you're just tuning in, I'm actually not drinking a jellyfish. I'm a vegetarian. Uh, <laughs> it just tastes like it. So the breakfast book is a really great cookbook. Um, it's also like a health book. So it's not just a cookbook. It has all kinds of information uh, regarding the importance and the health of breakfast. Lyle, you know that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, right? Yes, somebody's yeah. already texting in, you know, to say how keen they are for uh, for our cookbooks. Um, so, but you will need to answer the clue question yes, if you want it yes. to come your way. So this today, the breakfast book by Sue Rad, uh, is the prize for our quiz. I'm just going to take a quick picture of this and stick it on our Instagram. So that's our prize. Oh, by the way, if you want to check out our Instagram, you can do so. Our Insta handle is FaithFM Live where you can have a look at all the clues. Let me tell you about today's quiz. It's a what book am I? So a book for a book. The first clue is this. Everyone get ready. I tell how the Benjamite men took their wives from the dancers at Shiloh. So what Benjamite, Benjamite men took dancing wives from Shiloh. And in what book of the Bible will you find that story? Give me a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your answer. Lyle is correct, by the way. You can text your number uh, answer to 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669. You can snap up a really lovely copy of The Breakfast Book by Sue Rad if you can tell me the right answer. And Lyle. Yes. Uh, speaking of having awesome prizes and awesome stuff and gratitude, guess what else I'm grateful for? I think you have a long list. Let's uh, start at the top. Do you like my t-shirt today? 
Hello, hola, hey. It's kind of this. Okay, yeah. Right. It's hola. It's hello, hola, hey. So actually, yesterday. It's hola. What are you talking about? It's it Spanish. Hola. And Spanish H's are silent. Okay. Thus, it says hola. All right. Hola. You know, Spanish people say that. You've yeah, heard I've just that. Never, I've, I've always written it without a H. Yeah, it's a common mistake that we um, white people make. I did the same thing. You know, in first. English, it used to be silent as well? It did not. Yes, it did. Did not. Mm-hmm. You go far back, far enough back in English, the H was silent. Is that the why correct, the palms sometimes correct, say hello? Yeah, probably. Because um, that makes them sound rough and uncultured. But the correct way to say words like hotel is hotel. I'm, I'm just, it has a silent I refuse, H. I refuse, I refuse <laughs> to acknowledge this. I refuse. Anyway, I think, anyway. It's, I think it's even supposed to be H rather than H or something weird like that, but it's H. We all is know that why H. the Americans say herbs instead of herbs? Yes, absolutely. Why do they? Why do they just have one word where they decide to leave? They have it several. For? They have several where they've like maintained what? the silent H. Like what? I can't think what the other ones are right now, but um, I'm pretty sure there herbs, aren't any. Herbs is the most um, common one, and the and one that so aggravates Australians it's so the irritating. most. <laughs> Americans just, just stick the H back in there. You're not Spanish, uh, anyway. So this T-shirt that I'm wearing is really cool. It's stripy. It says "Hello, hola, hey." Uh, my best friend gave it to me yesterday for my birthday, belated birthday present. I was going to say, did we miss your birthday? I'm sure we you did, did not miss your birthday. You did, yeah, did? yeah, you did. I did. I was in Cape Town. It was fine. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, we had a, I had a great time yesterday. Yesterday, camp finished. Big camp finished up to its point, and we drove all the way back to uh, Newcastle, and then my best friend kept going to Sydney. Uh, Vani and she on the way down we stopped off at Kmart and uh, and she bought me this shirt for my birthday and uh, we had the funnest time in Kmart Lyle so we were looking for this shirt and then I was like do you know what let's let's play a game first person to find it wins last person to find it has to yell out can someone can someone found my mummy I'm looking for my mummy I've lost my mummy <laughs> And so we can like three, two, one, go, and then we're running around taking about trying to find it. And I found it first, and she had to yell out, "Has anyone seen my mummy?" <laughs> it's really funny. She wouldn't let me show the video to anyone, so I decided I'd tell the story on, on the radio instead. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell her you were telling the story on the radio? No, I told her to tune in though. <laughs> um, Barney, you've just been called out. <laughs> but yeah, I had a really great day yesterday with my bestie. It was such a blessing. Um, and something else that we decided to do, as you, as I'm sure our listeners know by now i love doing a good challenge or two um so i've done uh, juice challenges um at the moment um my other bestie shell and i our producer we're doing a no clothes shopping for the whole of 2019 i just can't buy any new clothes this is particularly why i'm really loving my new t-shirt right now because i haven't been able to buy any new clothes oh because it was bought for you <laughs> yeah that's right it was a birthday <laughs> present it doesn't count and um and so Vani and i were chatting yesterday and we decided to download a really cool app and it's called Couch to 5K. I've worked with some other people on board to do this. And any of our listeners are more than welcome to join us. It's basically an app that uh, I'm really grateful for because it takes you through becoming like a total, like being a total beginner, novice, no running, like couch potato completely to being able to run 5Ks nonstop. So each each day, it goes over eight weeks, and you can repeat a week if you don't feel like you're up to leveling up yet to the next week. So it, but it has an eight-week schedule, and so each day it has um, an increment. So like on day one, day one's really easy. You run for one minute, and then you rest for a minute and a half. Then you run for one minute, and then you rest for a minute and a half. And the whole thing like is only for 15 minutes, so it's very quick. And the, the reviews on this are just astronomically good. So people like this really, really 
taught me how to do long distance running. So I'm very excited about that. I'm particularly excited because this morning a, a, a bit of research came out about the most <laughs> the most used excuses people have to avoid the gym. <laughs> And they're so funny. Uh, so, top, top. What do you think the top excuse is for not going to the gym, Lyle? For not working um, out. Work commitments. Almost. That's number four. So, number one is too tired. Then you have too hot, too cold, too much work. I just ate. I walked a lot today. I'm recovering from the last workout. The gym will be too crowded. I'm taking care of my kids. The gym is too out of the way. I climbed a lot of stairs today. No clean workout clothes. I have a meeting tomorrow. I feel self-conscious today. I just got my hair done. I'm picking up my kids and that's my workout. My battery phone is, my phone battery is too low and I just got my nails done. Yeah, I, I usually use the I, I'm feeling too self-conscious today one. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have this kind of stuff. Or, or when that one's not working, I use I just got my hair done. So, yeah. <laughs> but then there's some crazy excuses. These are legitimate excuses that people have used to skip working out. My cat is depressed. I had to take my son's bicycle into service. I exercised in my dreams. I stubbed my pinky toe. My pancreas hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my workout clothes don't match. And there is one more, but it's yeah, a bit I rude and I can't that, I say it. I use that one as well. Yeah, your workout clothes. You don't even own any workout clothes, Lyle. You don't even own... Anyway, but the cool thing is account... And the thing is, if I did own workout clothes, I wouldn't have the foggiest whether they matched or not. But the cool thing is accountability and the worry of letting someone else down are the keys to resisting the desire to come up with excuses. So 65% of people admitted they'd be more likely to go to the gym or work out if they actually planned to go with someone or had an accountability partner. And, uh, and those who have accountability partners say they actually work out better when they're working out with someone. So I'm really grateful for my bestie. Um, this is going to be so cool. I'm really looking forward, like in two months' time, to be able to say on radio, I can run 5Ks nonstop. This is Lauren Daigle.
child of God Lift your eyes to see With every morning light Again we are redeemed Rejoice, no child of God Back guys, that was Lauren Daigle with Power to Redeem featuring all sons and daughters here on Faith FM. Let's have another clue for our quiz. Okay. What have you got for us there, Mon? Clue number two for this What Book Am I quiz. Get ready to call. This is a quote from this book. If Baal really is a god, Baal really is a god, he can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. Mm. Okay, well, there you go. Which book does that come from? If you know the answer, you know what number to call us on 04... Sorry. You text us on 0491064669 or you call us on 1-800-324-843. Lyle, I just had my best friend message me through and she's like, I hope you you enjoyed your last birthday present ever. Because the last one you're ever going to get after sharing that story on radio. (laughs) 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 Oh, so funny. You've got to give a bit of an explanation for the people who are in that Kmart as to why certain things were taking place. Yeah, and actually... actually, um, Speaking of the 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 five k the catch the five k thing, another one of my friends has jumped on and has decided to do it as well. So I'm really happy to announce that Shelley is joining our team as well. And if anyone else wants to join, just download the five catch the five k app and join us. And, um, and it's really funny because uh, her and Vani went and already did it this morning, already started, and they sent me a victory dance video of them doing the Macarena at like five in the morning <laughs> in their gym clothes. Love it, girls. Keep it up. And two months, we'll be on the radio being like, yeah, we can do a marathon. I wonder how long the city, city to surf is. Is that 5Ks? It's a little bit more than 5Ks. Well, I can walk the rest of it. It sounds like a run. Have you ever done a marathon, Lyle? Um, Shell's done the city, city to surf oh, really? once or twice. Yeah. Producer Shell? Once. Once. Uh-huh. How was it? Thumbs up or thumb down? Yo, two thumbs yeah, up yeah, and yeah, shaking yeah, yeah, of the yeah. fists. See? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have to give it a try That's then. Yeah, uh, Sydney City to Surf. I did register once. Super to the, proud of my life. I did plan to do the, the City to Surf one day, and I was actually rallying a huge group of people to go along and, uh, and then discovered we were too late because registration had closed. And that was the end of my marathon. You can still kind of go. You just don't get to wear a number. Oh, oh really? Nah, just I didn't know that. No law against running down the road. True. <laughs> anyway, what's happening around the world today, Lyle? Okay, so Sri Lanka has just banned the burqa. Oh, really? That was quick. Wow, that was 
super quick. Uh huh. They've been talking about it for uh, some time, but in response to the um, Easter weekend attacks, they have banned all face coverings for Muslim women. Uh, face coverings that you know hide their identity, and this, is, of course, is in the in, in the threat, you know, in the circumstance of ongoing threats, because they do believe that not all of the terrorists um, who made bombs um, have detonated those bombs yet. And Ooh. there's um, some significant um, intelligence that is coming out, um, both in Sri Lanka and other parts of the world, other security agencies who are saying that there are a number of terrorists who are still out there. Wow. Have not okay. yet been captured and still do have bombs. So uh, all Catholic churches, of course, have been closed uh, until that threat has been dealt with. But, yeah, one of the moves to come out of that is the banning of the burqa. Now, that was really quick. Um, I, I, I've spoken about this before. I don't like the burqa in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I find it offensive to men. Um, I find it offensive to him. I just find it generally offensive. Um, the whole the whole idea of, of having a, a a head covering for a whole bunch of different reasons. Yeah. But I do defend the right of somebody to practice their religion. So where do you stand on this then? Okay, so I I, I defend the right of a person to pra- practice their religion, even when it might. Um, bring a security threat to us because, you know, freedom comes at a certain cost and we need to defend people's religious liberty. We need to defend people's religious freedom. I see this as being a bit of a knee-jerk reaction taking place in Sri Lanka and, you know, I know there are many other countries around the world who have followed the same practice um, and so I, I don't like the, 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 the practice of... Um, wearing the burqa, but I also don't like the practice of banning it. So would, if you were a Sri Lankan official, would you have worked to ban it or would you, I don't know. No, I, 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 would, I would defend, I, I, I'm here to defend religious liberty even when it's a, uh, a, a liberty that I don't like. Okay, okay. Uh, because I believe that God gives us the liberty to choose um, how we worship him, how we respond to him. This is a God-given right. It's an inalienable right, and we shouldn't be, you know, if we if we start banning, you know, what, uh, you know, banning a, a Muslim from wearing the burqa, what are we going to ban next? You know, Christians from wearing crosses, Jews from wearing stars. Where does where does it stop? I just want to ask: Did any of the were any of the bombers wearing burqas? No. And, um, and and this is because all of the bombers were male. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. Right? And there's not been any recorded instance that I've seen of, you know, somebody in a... I can understand where they come from. It's like, yeah, this is a face covering. And I think that for um, purposes of identi- identification, it should be, you know, they should be And the same breath is really going to gonna make anything any safer. This because is a, women this is are a, usually not the ones involved with uh, terrorist activity. Yeah, but the argument is that men will dress like women. Um, and cover their face to be able to, you know, has hide it ever happened? Though? I've like never no, heard of no, that no, happening. No, never heard of it. Never heard of it happening. And to me, it just smacks of religious persecution. Yeah, it's because like of a, that. It has that. Person. It has that feel about it. Of, you know, is this religious persecution? Is it? You know, the Muslims have just gone nuts and they've killed two hundred and fifty people in this country. So we are going to hit back with this. How are they going to enforce that? How are they going to walk around oh. ripping burkas off people's heads? Yeah, just arrest them when they, you know, it's pretty easy to see, isn't it? Wow. It's kind of a. Uh, it's going to be interesting times. Do you think this would, this would further paint a target on the back of, you know, Sri Lanka, basically? Ah, who knows? It's one of those things that, you know, you have the uh, synagogue shooting taking place, you know, this last weekend, which thankfully 
or tragically, depending on how you look at it, mm-hmm. um, only one person died or one person died and uh, several others were critically injured. Um, but, you know, you compare that with attacks on other places of worship and, and, and I guess, you know, it, it had the potential for being um, so much worse than what it was. Of course, there was an armed person within the synagogue who was able to drive the attacker off in that case, uh, which is a rarity, and so we don't really know what the death toll may have been otherwise. But it, um, it it's it's just it's just showing that you know it's it's this tit for tat that is taking place where we really do have this heightened, you know. I guess the, the the world is just getting angry. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And it, and it feels like the whole world is going down the path of Northern Ireland. You know, where a Catholic dies this week, so a Protestant's going to die next week. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and they're just going to, you know, and wh- how, how many decades did that last for where it was, you know, just hatred and tit for tat and uh, knee-jerk reactions, you know, all of this kind of thing taking place? I still think education is key. It is. It is. It I was is discuss- absolutely key. I was discussing this with someone recently who thought that what I said on radio last week <clears throat> was potentially a bit harsh about how, you know, needing to educate um, Muslims to identify when one of their members or someone in the community seems to be slipping into extremism. They're like, you know, so how are you going to do that? Like make it mandatory that if you decide to be Muslim, you must thus take on board this training so i don't think we should make it mandatory but i think the muslim community should stand up and say we'll, we'll do it we'll do the training we'll we'll learn like if the, we we've said so many times on air that the muslim community needs to stand up and be louder in condemning these acts but to some extent what's condemning going to do just really stop them yeah and i think that in other areas of the world you know and and when we look at sri lanka Sri Lanka definitely has a history of violence, religious violence, mostly perpetrated perpetrated by uh, Buddhism, because obviously the Buddhists are the uh, majority in the in, in the country, and Islam and Christianity is a minority compared to Buddhism. And so, there's been a lot of violence perpetrated by Buddhism in that country. And so, you know, any religion that is um, in an area um, or is a religion as a whole that has a that is prone to violence or has a history of violence, I think that um, you know it it it's not necessarily one religion that needs to be targeted here, but any religion that goes down this particular path. And we need to look at you know, okay, so. We Within Christianity, sometimes you get, you know, your white supremacists and so forth that identify as Christians. Yes, they should be on a watch list too. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, it's, uh, you know, and the other thing that's interesting is if you look at the attack on the synagogue, one of the reasons, uh, apart from the fact that there was an armed person within the synagogue um, who was able to drive the shooter off, you have... Um, and, and this is significant to the world in which we live today, that this was a congregation that had just done intruder training. Really? They had just a month ago completed an intruder training course and practice and drill within their synagogue. Wow. And they believe that you know a lot of lives were saved because of that. And um, the question that goes through my mind is this, you know, we're, we're used to doing fire drills. Yes. Are we now living in a world where our schools, our um, churches and so forth are going to be forced to do um, intruder drills? I guess we are. It's a very, very sad world in which we live when places of worship become targets such as this. Anyway, we're going to move on. This is America's Bluegrass Band with Beulah Land. You're listening to Faith FM.
kind of home Sick for a country To which I have never been before No sad goodbyes Up there are spoken You are listening to Faith FM. This is a breakfast show with Lyle and Mon. We are broadcasting and recording from Big Camp 2019. We're up here at Stewart's Point at the wonderful convention center, beautiful grounds. The sky is blue, the clouds are white, the green trees are just making me so happy. It is Super Sunday Fun Day. There is just so much activity happening behind us, uh, behind our booth here. People are going around finding veggie burgers and 
cashew ice cream and stuff by the sounds of I wish I was out there right actually do you know what let's just quit and go out and eat food no I'm kidding <laughs> we're here with Carolyn from Happy Hands Art Time which Lyle has just dragged into my booth and uh, has told me I need to talk to you and I'm so excited because even you're wearing an apron a red apron I am and it says Happy Hands Art Time and it's just making me so excited to like get my fingers dirty and finger paint how are you Carolyn I'm by the great. way I'm having a great time so far yeah it's so good to have you on the show welcome along thank you and uh, so tell us Carolyn what is Happy Hands Art Time and why has Lyle demanded that I interview you he seemed pretty excited well I think the reason he came over firstly is that we were all wearing very crazy wigs and we were taking pictures in a photo booth and we had uh, rainbow rice and we had paint going everywhere so maybe that drawed him in first so I'm, I'm quite happy about that bring this wig with you I would, I'm like I'm so down to wear a wig while I do radio well maybe you should come and do that I hope that you do later on yeah um, look Happy Hands is really um, it's a ministry that we have that we have available for churches to um, bring young families into their churches into their schools and we basically take out the hard work. We provide all the craft programs. We provide the crafts. Um, it's a, a place where we're um, not, I guess, not a traditional play group, but it's a place where we're making a lot of mess. Our motto is the mess stays with us. We understand that parents, you know, don't like to make all that mess at home with the paint and the rainbow rice and all of that. So we're, we're taking that, um, the mess where Happy Hands is basically. And the parents are coming along and loving that. Um, I've got to ask. What is rainbow rice? <laughs> and can I eat it? Because I really well, want to. You probably could eat it. It'd be a colourful... Yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't actually tried cooking it before. It's not normally cooked when we make it. Okay. Um, but basically, it's just a mix of all different coloured rice mixed together. And it's, uh, you know, the, the kids are always putting their hands in it. But we often find the parents in there too. It's kind of... I don't know, there's a, there's a lovely sensory... Um, oh, yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I want to dip your hand into yes, it. Yeah, yeah, yes. a sack of rice We've actually stuff. had green mm-hmm. spaghetti before as well. So we, we have all types of sensory boxes. I think it's just one of those things where kids run to first and very excited to see what's inside there. So that's part of our program in our welcoming activities. Do you know, yeah. do you know when I was about three or four years old, my mum, she had a catering business and she was she used to come home with like, you know, big supplies, like, you know, big um, wholesale size supplies of stuff. And she had a sack of flour about as tall as a table and uh, she was in the kitchen busy cooking and I <laughs> I saw that sack of flour and first it was just a finger and then it was a whole hand and then it was the arm and then before I know it, I was in it was the bag of flour. <laughs> Totally get it. Yeah. Totally. And we are all about that. So I wish they had good. sensory boxes when I was a kid. <laughs> sort of saved me a spanking or two. <laughs> but how do you make the rice rainbow? Do you have to like dye it? Uh, no, it's just a bit of food dye and vinegar. Normally you have to put it in separate uh, Ziploc bags and then mix it all together. Wow. So, yeah, that sounds like way too much work. I'm so glad that you exist so <laughs> mum and dads can just like get you to come. <laughs> so explain me, like explain to me a little bit. So like let's say um, a church wants to hire your team, right? So uh, how, like what's the process and then what do you actually deliver on the day so to speak or is it like an ongoing like is it a week long like yeah so this is a, um, a ministry where it would particularly run in a school term so a mm-hmm. nine to ten week term we provide the full program we provide all the crafts as well um, we would come out and present a workshop to a church collectively so the whole church can understand um, how it runs and what happens 
We offer online video support, weekly video support. It's very um, supported, I guess, so teams don't feel like that they're out there doing their own. They're trying to put things together. Um, we're really there to support them through the whole process, basically. So yeah. you turn up with like a, a trailer or a van <laughs> full of fun stuff? Uh, we actually put on a volunteer day. So at the moment, um, there's quite a few sites around Victoria, a couple of in Sydney, and we're obviously up in the North New South Wales area now. We're really excited about that. Um, but we have a big volunteer packing day now, so there's about six six to seven thousand crafts that we'll pack in about two to three hours Um, and we send that out to all the sites and they're ready excited to get them ready um for the upcoming term so that's amazing (laughs) can i just dial it back to the start so how like how did you become inspired to do this like whose idea was this and you know why wasn't i involved i mean what (laughs) i think you know god always has a hand in everything we've We've been um, through quite a personal journey before it started. Um, my husband and I ran our own business for um, about 10 years and we found ourselves um, sitting on our bottoms basically and um, we spent a lot of time chasing, you know, material and things that, you know, the, the bigger car and the whatever. But I think, you know, when you land, um, when you land quite hard, you, mm-hmm. you tend to do a bit of a turnaround and say to yourself what am I doing with my life and um, you know my grandmother she's 96 now she still does a little bit of painting and I think you know the creative line kind of comes down there but I knew that there was two things that God had given me that I um, I guess were my spiritual gifts and I wanted to use them in a really positive way Um, and at the time we were just at our local church and I thought I put those two together and, and God gave us the idea to put happy hands together yeah, so the, it was just a, a program just for a local church, but, you know, God always has bigger plans than what we can ever imagine. And, and here we are today at the North New South Wales um, Sunday Fun Day. Who yeah, knew? Yeah. And, um, yeah, we're just on this journey wherever God takes us and, and we're here and we're wheeling and we're, yeah, excited. How long has Happy um, Hands Art Time been running? It's running for uh, this year will be our eighth year. Oh, wow. Yeah, yes, yeah, wow. so it's been running a little while. And we do the ministry as a family. I've got two um, young boys, 10 and ten and 12, so mm-hmm. they um, they help a lot as well, which is great. That's great. Yeah. They must have so much fun being like the <laughs> test like the test pieces, uh, look, the they, guinea pigs. I think they were to, to begin with. Um, they are a little bit older now, and I think there's, uh, you know, when, when all the orders start coming and when they know craft packing time's coming up we do tend to take over the house a little bit and there's a little bit of eye rolling going on but you know they've been around a, a while and, a, and um, long enough to know that that's you know that's a ministry we do together as a family we really enjoy that yeah so do you also like operate within schools absolutely okay yeah okay. Yeah, yeah and is this um like is this uh something that only like um christian organizations uh take employ of or can anyone you know give you a call and say hey we need some help with this um we are just further at the ad Adventist bodies, so we're generally running in the Adventist churches and mm-hmm. the Adventist schools. So if anybody out there was interested in running this ministry, we'd be more than happy to come and do a workshop for them and support them through it. You know, I'm I'm, I'm really inspired because you know what you're saying is really reminding me of something that I I often have an issue with within the church body, and that is creativity at large. Basically, I've you know for years just found that if you're a creative person, which I most certainly am, it's it's difficult to sort of find your place within you know particularly the Adventist church because they're all about you know nurses and teachers and doctors <laughs> and sanitarium and you know it's all it's all very scientific and mathematical and as soon as you're creative you're like oh what do we do with you and I, I love the fact that you're you have a ministry 
um, for young people that's just cultivating and providing a space for creativity to bloom and to grow. Do you, are you a creative? I'm, I'm definitely a creative. I, I don't have any type of degree or anything. So um, the creative part is where all this comes from and I'm very happy in that space. Um, one of the things that I wanted to mention too, when you were talking about the environment um, that we're creating, you know, we're in a real technology age mm. and it's so often you're seeing young kids out in their pram. You know, there's an attachment for a pram now that you can put an iPad in. Have you seen that? No. Yes, there what? totally is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, you know, when you see that, I feel a bit sad. So I feel like, you know, we're creating a space where there is this intentional parent-child mm. interaction where they can come and create, they can come and make a mess together and they can look forward to that. So it's, yeah, it's a very intentional structured program that we're providing um, that, yeah, is, is look forward to, yeah. Do you know, actually, last year we uh, we interviewed a, um, a psychologist on our show and she was uh, telling how she, she would run these sort of acting workshops for kids and she was saying how in this day and age, teaching kids just what would be a face that expresses sadness or joy or anger is difficult because they're so used to mm-hmm. using emojis yes. like they're using emoticons like if they're you know whatever they're experiencing their faces are still straight but they can just you know click the laughing emoticon and send that through and like there's like a disconnect between what their faces are supposed to be doing when they're having that experience as to what's actually happening and she's studying she's she told us that teaching acting was becoming more and more difficult since this digital age crept in. So, yeah, it's, it's really no surprise that, you know, we need to be intentional about creating creative outlets and, and cultivating that. And um, it's a little bit scary. I actually get really annoyed whenever I see, uh, you know, how they have the television screens in the back of the car, car head, the car seat head things. Oh, I'm like, just look out the window. There's so much happening just driving by. It's all like it's going just as quick as a TV screen. <laughs> um, yeah, but let me ask you, like, what kind of age brackets do you service? Okay, so we're just the one to five-year-olds, the really little kids. I think um, it's a really good time for them to come and enjoy the process of creating. And they, I mean, we get all kinds of walks of life, I guess. You have some kids that are sort of sitting back and watching everybody else. And then you've got the other kid there that's got the hands in the paint and on their face and in their mouth. And it's okay. Everything's non-toxic. That's okay. That'd be me. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's the little ones. And I think I, it's, it's my favorite age group. I just really enjoy yeah, spending time with yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, that's so wonderful. And yeah, I guess you guys have all got like the, the working with children and checking all that kind of stuff. Yes, and it's absolutely. all above board. Yeah, great. Yes, yeah. It's good to know that you're a legit got to yeah, figure out kind of business I'm really <laughs> proud of you that's great so um, so like if I had a kid which I don't by the way but if I had a kid and I wanted to bring him or her along to something like do I have to find an institution that is working with you to bring them along or can I call you and say hey come to my house like, <laughs> like for listeners who have kids how sure. do they how do they link up with you yeah so we have a website which is www.happyhandsart.com.au we have all the sites that we have around the place so they could just click on there and see where we're running one um, there is a very active Facebook page as well if they just want to connect in there and see you know what, what it looks like and what people are saying about it there's lots of feedback there um, yeah, that was that would be the way to connect with us. That's yes. great. I'm really happy that you have like a calendar where people can see where it's going on. Yeah. So what's that website again? www.happyhandsart.com.au And how do you find the kids' response? Like when you, you guys roll up in town, are they like... 
<laughs> delighted to see you guys. Because I'm I'm still staggered by that that number seven thousand crafts. Yeah, it's a lot of crafts. I don't think it? I don't think I can think up seven thousand different crafts right now if I tried. I could probably hit a hundred, but seven. Like, tell me, there's crochet. Is there crochet? No, if there's crochet, I'm coming. No, we don't do crochet. I'm sorry. What? No knitting. <laughs> No Basket knitting. weaving, <laughs> macrame. No, there's a lot of paint. There's a lot of glue. There's a lot of glitter. Oh. And there's a lot of, you know, sensory stuff. But uh-huh, uh-huh. Look, I, I'd love to share um, you a, just a quick story because you were asking me, you know, how, how are the kids responding? Um, I remember just being um, there, just overseeing one of the sites there and just taking in everything going on. And there was this lady that was coming um, through the door at the back and she had a little boy with her and uh, he was in a pram. And um, I was just watching. I, just, I knew that there was something wasn't quite right, but he didn't join in the mat time or anything. But as soon as the craft was all put out and it was time for that, um, she wheeled his pram up there and you could just see the smile started to tickle at the sides there. And he sat there for ages just painting and just taking his time, didn't care what everyone else was doing around him. He was just paint everywhere. There was just this real joy in his face. And I just walked up to her and I said, you know, it's... How is he enjoying? She said, you, you have no idea. He, he counts down the days every week. Is it Happy Hands Day today? Oh. Is it Happy Hands today? Or what, what's the color going to be? So it, it's, um, it's his highlight of the week. And there's lots of little stories out like that. He, he has a, a, a condition, um, a heart condition. So uh, even the mum, you know, sort of said that, that this is um, such a beautiful place. I'm so glad we found you guys because, you know, I've been able to connect with other mums here. Praise um, the Lord. You know, I've, I've learned about healthy cooking and it's you know my son loves coming here so i feel blessed that that we've been able to provide something like this that that parents can come along and feel a belonging and meet other mums and um you know make a a beautiful mess with their kids as well amen thank you so much for joining us here on the show carolyn you know i just want to encourage all parents or teachers or anyone who's uh, in a position that would get involved with happy hands art time to do so because we need to remember that our god is a creator god he is the ultimate creator and we definitely need to cultivate and teach our kids that creative size definitely nothing that we should stamp out is something that we should allow to blossom and allow to grow and, uh, and introduce our kids to that side of themselves so once again that website if you'd like more information from carolyn the website is www.happyhandsart.com.au Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your time here at Super Sunday Funday. And I might have to come check out this booth. I'm going to have to tell a producer I'm about to uh, go get glitterized and rainbow riced up. So, yeah, see you right after this break.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Are you part of camping caravanning scene? Join Australia's largest annual national gathering of travellers and caravanners at the Stewart's Point Convention Centre this year, Stewart's Point, New South Wales. It's an amazing campground among the trees. Inspirational Christian speakers. With incredible music. And beautiful beaches. And a relaxing environment. Be part of the community and make friends for life, May 10 through 18. Stewart's Point Caravan and Convention Centre. Contact Debbie on 02-4994-3220 or simply email greynomads at adventist.org.au. the one 